0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision
1: It's a blessing to welcome to the airwaves,
0: Pastor Peter Shirley. How are you doing, brother? Really well, thanks, Matt, and thank you for the very generous introduction. We (laughs) could perhaps leave it there and leave everybody with a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mate, it's uh,
1: great to have you on the radio today. Uh, I first saw you in concert when I was a teenager in the 90s and uh, you had your violin and you were performing alongside people like Steve Grace and Steve Apparana. and uh, I've followed you over the years. You're now pastoring in Tasmania. Uh, we're going to hear yes. a bit of your journey. Let, let's go back to the beginning. Where were you born and raised?
0: Uh, born in Sydney and uh, raised uh, essentially in Wollongong, so I lived there sort of um, preschool years up until... Uh, I left to pursue my musical career up in the Sunshine State. Uh,
1: oh, there you go. Okay. And what was yeah. your upbringing like? Did you have a religious upbringing?
0: Yeah, I had a, 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 raised in a Christian, Christian family. I always believed in God, but um, it was not something that was uh, foundational for me until I was into my 20s. Um, so I, I think, uh, in all honesty, when you look at the things that uh, motivate you and, and control you, uh music was certainly my god for for many many years until my early 20s mm-hmm. and uh yeah just uh everything came together and started asking some bigger questions and and reached out to what I already knew of god but but yeah just made that personal decision in my uh, about 23
1: and was it like during an altar call or was it just you know no. at home how did it happen
0: well, I, I, I've got to be honest, interestingly, um, it was, um, at that point, um, I was doing a lot of production, and um, I think I'd just done production for an event in Albert Park, which was a Christian event, and uh, it actually um, really, really, really impacted me. So I sort of, you know, on the way home, just, it was just a, a moment. Wow! And uh, yeah, it was just a, a really significant um, sort of line in the sand, de- decisive moment of going. Oh, that's I, I want that, you know. And do you know uh, who was performing uh, and, on
1: the night? Do you remember who, who were the artists? Um, no,
0: look, uh, it was yeah. Look, I couldn't honestly tell you. I don't think it was any mainstream thing. That mm-hmm. was it was a, a rally of some sort. There was okay. wow. A, Guy speaking, and I can't even remember who that was. But um, <laughs> wow, well, there you go. Yeah, and it, look, and it wasn't even a particular thing about that night that impacted me, but rather everything about the experience that that just spoke to me, and uh, and I suppose just revealed within me my own my own lack, but also my own want. It was like I've, uh, and I think uh, being honest, I think I was. Uh, very self focused and very ambitious in what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go and um, but at the same time feeling very empty in that that the you know and, and honestly it was a, a very quick um, well when I say quick uh, from that point uh you fast forward three years and I was in full time ministry so wow. there was a, a a really really quick transition so so it was uh, I, I would say it was a journey, not a moment. Uh, but then, obviously, you, you, you've got to come to that place of full surrender. And as soon as I did, then it was just this renewed uh, understanding of who I was, of, of this sense of call upon my life. I, I've had a couple of people very early on in that journey prophesy over me, and it was just—it was just uh, a really, really significant shift. So yeah, well, from there, just. Go on, mate, Sorry.
1: Oh, I'm really curious. So I've got a few friends from Wollongong. So tell us about yes. after that, making that commitment in the car that night, uh, tell mm-hmm. us a bit about, you know, did you go – were you a part of a church or, you know, did someone take you under under their wing? How did the, the next steps uh, unfold?
0: Yeah, so um, I, I'd actually um, ha- had a couple of good mates who – because we, we were living in Brisbane at the time um, – And had a couple of good mates that were, um, one of them was um, a guy from Garden City. And I'd actually started doing um, a little bit of training with uh, their production team, just just essentially coming in and doing, you know, um, a little bit of sound training and things like that. so very very quickly we actually found ourselves attending Garden City Church so that, that became our, our home church in Brisbane. Wow. And uh, yeah so it was it was yeah quite a uh, quite an amazing an amazing journey so. Oh there you go so you're you're at uh,
1: Garden City which is now Hillsong in Brisbane. And several years,
0: uh, yes uh, yes.
1: Many amazing uh, people that have uh been a part of that church. I think Darlene Check was a part of that church
0: uh, at she one stage. many, many years ago, yes. Oh,
1: there you go, small <laughs> world. There you go. And uh, yeah. tell us a bit about your ministry. So you, you said that after that moment, you know, within three years you're in full-time ministry. Uh, tell mm-hmm. us about that transition to, to getting into uh, full-time ministry.
0: Yeah, uh, interesting, Matt. I, I, uh, I prayed a prayer that I, I think a lot of people pray, Uh, in regards to they chart their course and they think, this is what I want to do for God. And so they go, God, this is what I want to do for you. This is what I want to do for you. And for me, it was, God, I want to play music for you. I want to play music for you. I want to play music for you. And that was a consistent prayer for for, for about three years. And I can remember exactly where and when it was. And I think, honestly, it was probably out of frustration that that prayer changed really, really significantly. because. to me, for all intents and purposes, I wasn't getting a breakthrough. There was nothing, nothing changing. And um, uh, I, so the, the prayer changed from God, I want to play music for you, to God, I want to serve you, even if it means never playing music again. And it was like God said, now you're ready. Wow. <laughs> and so there was a real dying to self and dying to agenda. And I often say to people, you know, God's actually not obliged to bless our good ideas. And we often we often go to God and say, "This is what I want to do for you now, bless it." Where uh, I think the prayer needs to be, God, what are you blessing, and how can I plug into that and be a part of that? What's yeah. my role in that? You know, uh, and and that really it was at that moment that the doors really just began to open because it was an honest it was an honest shift in my heart. It wasn't just a well, I'm going to try a different strategy here. It was a, a real. It really was a dying to self, and um, yeah, it was just in, incredible how that change in heart actually then propelled me into what it was that I was asking of God anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, just...
1: And tell us a bit about your church. How long have you been there now?
0: Uh, well, we planted in 2004, and uh, we're now two campuses, about 500 people. And, uh, yeah, love it, loving the journey, mate. Um, uh, there's something, something really special. I mean, we're, we're blessed where we live. We live in just the most spectacular Place, but to, to have, you know, to have a a, a significant sized church in a small rural rural community, it's got some unique dyma- dynamics about it. But I, I love the fact that we're in this small rural community, uh, and yet uh, have you know have a church that. Uh, you know we've we've got significant staff and and uh, a great pool of volunteers and just the influence uh, and the profile that we have in the community is is uh, yeah it's it's a great opportunity so uh, I, I love that dynamic um, just just feeling that we're in, in a sense small and isolated and yet uh, still at the same time have that that larger church dynamics. So. Mm.
1: Now, mate, there might be people listening that are thinking, yeah, I really relate to this bloke. You know, I, uh, you, you shared that in your, in your 20s, you kind of had a decision to make about whether you follow God or not. And you, you decided mm-hmm. it was the most important thing to do. And, and it obviously changed the trajectory of your life from that moment. There might be people mm-hmm. listening that have never made that commitment uh, to come to Christ. Would you share yeah. with our listeners what is the gospel and how do they respond? Yeah, sure.
0: Uh, look, I, I, uh, I I'm I'm actually on a personal journey, Matt, and, and part of that has been that experience of being in Israel. But but more than that, I think uh, a countercultural journey of discovering what shalom is and, and how that really um, uh, how that can be lived out on a day to day basis, and, and essentially one of the great uh meanings of the word shalom is living at peace with God and with others. And uh, you know, I'm and again it is a very, very countercultural journey um in, in many ways, um, because a part of it is is it actually about finding a, a pace of life that is enjoyable and sustainable. And and I think we live in a we live in an environment currently where, you know, um, uh, busy is the new greeting. You know how you going? Yeah, busy. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 we're slaves to busyness, and and, and uh, everything about that. It's like we've bought into this lifestyle that none of us are, are actually enjoying, and everybody is just bemoaning the fact that they're so overcommitted. Um, so this concept of uh, digging into this concept of living at peace with God, uh, I think when you when you when you begin a journey of faith, one of the things you've got to appreciate is that. I, I'm not here by accident, but I'm actually created in a plan that is so much bigger than me and so much greater than me. And in that, there are, if you if you appreciate that God is the God of creation and that we as human beings are created by God in his image for a divine purpose, then we need to look to God to actually find those rhythms in life. And so it's it's not, it's not, for me, it's not vain belief, and I haven't actually even got onto the gospel, but rather try to paint a bigger picture, a bigger landscape, that we actually plug in to a, a rhythm of life. And, and uh, you know, if we can plug into that, if we can plug into God's rhythms, if we can plug into God's purpose, it actually just begins to make sense of life. Now, how we come to live at peace with God... Um, uh, that all comes through Jesus uh, that, you know, we were created in the image of God, but because of the sinfulness of mankind, uh, we don't live according to that image. Um, when it talks about the image of God, we were created to reflect that moral character of God, that, that the moral character of God would be evident in human beings, but because of sin, that image has been marred. So we don't actually reflect what God is like anymore. So God sends his son Jesus uh, to, number one, reconcile us to a relationship with a perfect God, that because of what Jesus did on the cross, imperfect human beings can be at peace with God. We can be in harmony with God. Uh, so he makes that possible at the cross. Um And then this wonderful thing takes place because, again, this is not vain religious belief. This is about a spirit that actually inhabits us as human beings that God, by his Holy Spirit, takes up residence within us. And it's a living, dynamic relationship. And then the Holy Spirit's role, Jesus in us, the Holy Spirit's role is then to begin to restore that image of God in us. The, the moral character of God in us. Uh, and, and for me, it is the most challenging way to live. It is, it is my anchor point in, a, in a, an increasing age of uncertainty. It gives me this rock solid. I'm OK. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. My certainty is in the fact that I'm anchored to my Creator and I'm pursuing His divine purpose. Uh, and so it gives me a confidence it gives me a strength it gives me an assurance it, it, it gives my life meaning and value and worth uh, and even though uh, I, I, I don't know on the current world stage uh, you know I don't know what the future necessarily looks like but i I, I don't have to either I, I trust that to God and in the meantime just get on with. Uh, living at peace with god and living uh, in harmony with god and in harmony with others and doing the best that i can with the with the gifts and the talents and the resources that god has given me to actually um, uh, be a blessing to others to mm. to uh, to encourage others and to lift them yeah that's good news
1: well Peter i can hear it in your voice that uh, you've Found that place of shalom, of uh, peace with God and peace with people, and uh, you can you can you can hear it in your music as well. And uh, it's uh, a privilege to be able to catch up with you today, Peter. If people want to find out more, and maybe if people want to get in contact with Peter and talk more about this, uh, the website is petershirley and that's spelt Peter S H U R L E Y, petershirley they can search you up on Facebook as well, and YouTube and Instagram. You're on all the socials, and uh, they can oh, find. I am, mate. I'm, I'm, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they can find your music as well, and uh, it can, mate. Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, always uh, great to hear what God's doing in your life, Peter. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you, mate. Great you to
1: catch up with Pastor Peter Shirley from Tasmania.